to the Thursday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I am your host for the day, Kevin Cole. I am joined, as always, on Thursdays by Lee Sharp. Uh, Lee, this is a surprising Thursday night matchup, at least in terms of how the betting markets, I think, are looking at this. If I if I would have told you coming into the season that the Carolina Panthers, who most people thought would have maybe the worst defense in the NFL, who brought in Teddy Bridgewater, um, most people probably see him as like a B minus, let's say, type of type of quarterback. Nothing, n- nothing too great. Uh, brought in some other pieces, you know. Robbie Anderson came in, uh, new head coach, new offensive coordinator. All the problems you're supposed to have with with all the you know, getting your system up and up and running in in the era of COVID and limited practice. And all of a sudden, you look down, uh, and they are a two and a half or three point favorite, depending upon where you look in this game. They are favorite. I mean, I know they're at home, but they are a favorite in this game. Pretty miraculous. Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, if, you know, if you had told me this was going to be the line, I would have said, oh, that sucks that Matt Ryan got injured. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, I, you got to give uh, Matt Rule some credit. He's doing a lot of uh, good work with uh, a group that no, everyone had zero faith in going into the season. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting with Rule, because my thought, I mean, I didn't think there would be this good, but I did think that he was building a team that had kind of like a higher floor was what he was trying to do. He's going to bring in someone like Teddy Bridgewater, who maybe is not giving you a huge ceiling, but is giving you a floor. Uh, He's dumping everything into the defense to try to be an okay defense. I didn't think they'd be this competent uh, uh, so far this year. So this is better than what I thought they would be. I guess my concern for the Panthers was what they're going to be doing in the next two, three, four, five years, especially since they're taking themselves out of consideration for a quarterback pick. But we'll yeah. let's just talk about Thursday night for now, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's a lot a lot going on with the future there. But it, it, like like you said, Rule seems to be doing a great job here. Um, l- let me just ask your initial thoughts on this. I guess that two and a half is pretty key there versus three. And w- what are you thinking generally about the game? Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, the PFF power rankings, you know, have Carolina a little less than a point as the better team on a neutral field. Um, you know, when you say this game's in Carolina, they are allowing limited fans in Carolina right now. Two and a half from that perspective makes sense. Um, uh, you know, when you look at kind of the injury situation, there was, uh, you know, uh, Jones and Gage were questionable, but now it looks like they're both going to be playing. Um Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers looks like he's probably not, uh, even though they had potentially set him to come back from injured reserve. Um, So, you know, this is obviously, like you said, the key around the three. I I think I lean a little bit more toward the Carolina side, but I think the line's probably about right. But if I'm going to take it, I'm probably taking the Carolina side. Uh, The main reason for that, I think, is if you look at sort of the EPA splits for these teams uh, in particular, uh, looking at the uh, Falcons defense side, where they are uh, incredibly good against the rush and not at all good against the pass. And, uh, you know, that that leads me a little bit more toward toward the Carolina side with McCaffrey out. They're going to be passing more right than they than you, they would generally expect if he was in. And obviously, that's where the Falcons are weakest. Uh, the Falcons are, are certainly have, I think, the better quarterback and better offensive personnel. But the Panthers are better coached. And I think that that probably overall, they're the better squad. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, 
I don't know. I guess maybe I'm buying too much into priors and you know name brand sort of sort of stuff. But I still think that Falcons offense, especially assuming Julio Jones is going to play, that seems to be a pretty big determinant on on how strong that offense has been this year. When he is in or, in or out of the lineup, the splits would be pretty egregious. Uh, the differences for for Matt Ryan. So the fact that he is going to play. And he looks like he's not troubled too much um, by by the issues that he's had. Um, I mean, he's kind of he's always on the injury report sort of situation, which is which is a nagging thing. But it seems like he's not just going to be a decoy or something of that nature. I yeah, don't know. I, I guess I, I I'm I'm interested to see what they can do essentially. Yeah, I, I think this line's pretty close. Uh, I think the total is maybe a little bit more interesting. Um, uh, it's a uh, 51 and it's been steady there, which makes sense because 51 is kind of a key number for totals. Um, it's, uh, you know, not moving there at all. Um, like I said, you know, the mismatch, obviously, uh, passing tends to create more points and more scoring. Um, you know, both of these teams, I would expect to be pretty aggressive passing, right? The Falcons have a great quarterback and set of receivers. Uh, the Panthers, you know, they they're they're doing pretty good they're honestly epa per play wise not that far behind the falcons and uh you know obviously you know when you have a, a falcons defense that isn't great at defending the pass uh they're you know that that, that, that makes a lot of sense towards a, towards a high scoring game falcons games have tended to be definitely on the high side of totals the panthers have, games have usually tended to be on the lower side but i do think that the that the mismatch here will help uh, correct some of that. Uh, and I like it. The The totals have been kind of moving down a bit. People are giving a little bit more respect to defenses, uh, the, the betting markets are, than, than they have earlier in the season. But I, this is a game, I think, where I'd rather have the over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like I'm looking at the numbers on green line. So they, that's our, uh, the PFFs, um, betting informational service here, and it looks like, as far as the side, not too much there on the money line. A slight, slight bit of value, um, potentially on the Falcons. It has here, depending on where you're getting at. I mean, they're showing the market at plus one fifteen. I think it depends on on what you're looking at there. So, so there's that, and then the total. Yeah, it it, it kind of pins it as being right where. That that being right where it belongs, so we'll we'll see about that going forward. Um, now looking at individual player matchups, I mean, I think a lot of the a lot of what's going on, whether you believe that he matters or not, is based upon Christian McCaffrey. Now the early word this week was that it was a quote unquote long shot that he was going to play. He's been practicing. He's been designated for return off of IR. He is not he doesn't have to actually be taken off of IR officially until 4 p.m. Uh, on Thursday. So we're not going to know until then. It seems pretty unlikely that he'll play, um, but obviously that puts a wrench in a lot of stuff if people are thinking about player props um, and, and, and whatnot, just how, how much that he could be used. At least, I, I mean, I don't think Mike Davis is probably available. They're probably, you can't even really bet him anywhere because of this, this uncertainty. But there is some chance that he ends up playing this week, Christian McCaffrey, maybe even in a decoy role. Yeah, like it just it strikes me as unlikely, right, that they would not, you know, he, you know, not give him sort of a lot of work or whatever at practice and then all of a sudden get him into a game. 
yeah, it seems it seems it seems questionable. Now, if you want to look at some other options for for playing this this Thursday night matchup, we, you know we have our uh, sponsorship with PrizePicks.com that allows you to choose over or under based upon fantasy scoring. So this is a little bit different than when you're looking at, at player props. And if you use code PFF, you get 100% match up to $100 deposit in there. So I look through some of them here. Like I mentioned, Mike Davis is not a guy who's on here. Um, the ones that I looked at, Curtis Samuel, I think he is at 10 here. I kind of like the under a little bit there. I mean, I know he was more involved last week after coming back from having spent some time off. Um, I don't know. I, I think that may be potentially a little bit of a fade. Uh, if you're looking at the wide receivers, I think it's interesting that Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are both projected at the same exact total of 18.4. Um, Ridley's been down a little bit recently, so I don't know. I could see. I think an under looks decent on that. And then Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson's at 17.5. DJ Moore at 16. That's kind of how the split has been. Um, I don't know. I guess if I were to go under on one of those, another one may be DJ Moore to take a look at. Did you have any any opinions on what what you saw on PricePicks.com? Uh, yeah, I like your uh, Curtis Samuel play. Um, I did think too, like like it's there's both both uh sort of the main two. Falcons wide receivers being so high strikes me as not, you know, it's unlikely that both of them could finish over, right? So, you know, I'd like taking the under there on one of them. If you think, as you said, Ridley's been down a little bit recently, you know, that you could go it that way. On the other side, you know, Julio is usually not uh, been as reliable in terms of touchdowns. Uh, and so, you know, that could be, he did have uh, two the one week, uh, two weeks ago, but for the most part, he hasn't been. Uh, a good touchdown score so yeah, i could see going that way as well but i you know i, I like i like taking uh unders on those i believe no house advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the nba mlb nfl and pga for cash prizes this is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps download the no house advantage app and check out our daily player prop contests Without having to make a deposit, play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with friends. Use promo code EDGE when signing up, and they'll match your first deposit with a $20 in free play. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests that include all types of player statistics. Featured player prop contests combine players of different positions across several statistical categories. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the No House Advantage app now using promo code EDGE, and they'll match your first deposit with up to $20 in free play. If your first-time deposit is at least $10, we'll set you up with a free PFF EDGE annual subscription. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Gurley here at 17.5. I mean, that seems a little aggressive. Um, maybe they're hoping that he'll accidentally fall in the end zone again, <laughs> again this week for, for a touchdown. I don't know. Did, did you have a chance? Did you happen to see the video of the huddle where before that play, Matt Ryan specifically telling him, do not score a score touchdown. The, I did not see the huddle. That's amazing. Yes. He just specifically <laughs> yeah, told yeah. him. And man, I think it's like, it was clear that like he 
realized it right as he was like yeah. starting to fall and just the ball happened across the end well zone. the weird thing is he says he says go ahead and get the first down but don't score the top i think the first down was like between it was like, it was like right near the one yard line anyway so maybe they should have even told him to get to get close <laughs> to the first down and it, you know this is like a sneaky i just started to get into that play a little bit but that was like a sneaky great play by the defense because what happened was i'm not sure who it was but went for the tackle but they kind of like semi-tackled him so that Gurley was pushing through and then just let go all of a sudden once once Gurley started to go so then he couldn't even he couldn't stop himself even though he wasn't trying to even though I think he knew the entire time he didn't want to score but he got fooled into trying to to kind of like burst through that tackle and then and then and then of course couldn't stop his momentum shift the ball to the other arm yeah, too. And, like what's I don't know there's a lot I mean, going it, on there you know, and that does make you kind of question some of the, the Falcons coaching. I mean, maybe the, not that play necessarily, because I guess there was a huddle where Ryan did tell him. But, you know, I'm thinking back to the to the um, the game against the Cowboys with the uh, with the uh, off the offside kick the outside and, kick, and yeah. the Falcons players just avoided the ball. Uh, yeah. And it was like, how do, how yeah, do you okay. not know the rule? Right. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, unintentional tanking sometimes works <laughs> works best and that's what they seem to have have going here okay Truth. so the last segment here we're going to look at showdown so again we kind of talked about some of the players here but there's an interesting thing going on with my projections for for showdown so this is the the single game DraftKings contest and the the panthers as we mentioned are favored in this game yet if you're thinking about name brand and you're thinking about ownership levels, uh, you know Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, maybe even Todd Gurley to a degree. But those guys are going to be pretty heavily owned. Um, so I, for that reason, I think that it's really going to take the focus off of some of the the Panthers options. And that's why I think if people have any concerns about Mike Davis, he could be he could be a pretty strong like if his ownership is going to be down a little bit because people don't know what's going to happen. That that's an option there. And then Teddy Bridgewater in particular, I think people probably aren't aware of how effective he has been this season. So at least in the flex, he's a guy who ends up popping as as a pretty good as a pretty good option. Um, I don't know what your opinion is on how Teddy has been playing so far this year. I think he's been playing pretty well. I mean, I do think he's the the worst of the two quarterbacks in this game, but I, I do think that he's playing better than people expected going into the season and, and better than even still people might think, right? It's not like the Panthers are getting a lot of primetime games and people just may not be up to, to understanding how well he's actually been playing. Yeah, I mean, it's one of these things where he he's 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 around QB twenty in fantasy scoring so far this year. So you know, not not great. But then again, there was a game against the Bears. There's a game against New Orleans, which you know, at least people maybe they're starting to turn the the corner a little bit on with that defense. There's a game against Tampa Bay in there. So he's had some. So, you know some, some some tough matchups. This is not one of them, obviously. So <laughs> this is, to, to say the least, that this Falcons defense is not one of them. So I think he's probably uh, a sneaky good play here. And then of course pairing him with with one of the wide receiver options is interesting. And then one other thing that that's that's popping up a bit here, which I was a little bit surprised by, is the Panthers defense, where. Again, I think it's just something where it's not going to be very highly owned. But as the favorite in this matchup, you know they they have to there has to be an advantage somewhere, right? So if we're saying the Falcons have this strong offense that's just as good, or maybe a little bit better than the Panthers, it's really on the defensive side. 
that the Panthers are going to have to come to play, and you know, hopefully they can get a, a turnover there, and that could be the difference to, to to moving their their defense and special teams into an area where they can they can make an impact in this game. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I I would not have immediately jumped to the conclusion of ah yes the defense in in this game right, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean I, I what you're saying makes sense right. Like if the, if, if the, the Panthers being favorite, they're gonna you know need to get get breaks somewhere right like get have have some good plays on that side of the ball to stop the falcons offense yeah i mean in in, in the 2020 uh you know 51 points is not that high of, of a total <laughs> of a total compared to compared to some of these other games so i think there's there's probably an element of that too all right well uh that was our wrap-up for everything thursday night thank you for joining us on the pff daily betting podcast we come at you every day with betting uh, props and uh, showdown information, DFS information. And we hope that you tune in again for the rest of the week. Thanks.